podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Dream Team Professor podcast. Today we'll be taking a look at the uh, weekend's action on Dream Team and then doing a quick update on my teams. So we'll just get started then with the Friday night fixture which was Brentford versus Brighton. Um, this was a 2-0 win to Brentford in this one and Raya got the star man which was 13 points. He made seven, uh, seven saves in this one and it was surprisingly one-sided in the other direction actually. Um, Brighton had 72% of the possession, 21 shots and 7 on target but um, yeah just no finishing again from Brighton in this game and Tony ended up getting two goals in this one so he got a total of uh, 12 points because he got a yellow card as well but an 8 rating for him, but an 8.8 for Raya, who got the star man. Um, Tony's was, one was a penalty, and then the other one was assisted by Onyeka. Um, another note I just put down, because a few people I know have him, um, Buemo, he hit uh, the woodwork, and he only managed to get just a 7 rating in this one. So he got the 3 points, but he was unlucky not to get more from this game, to be honest. But we'll leave it at that one there, because um, I don't think there's too much ownership from these two teams. But yeah... Um, David Raya with a star man, and there's a bit of a theme this week actually of goalkeepers getting star man. So we'll we'll move on to the next game. Then on Saturday, the first kickoff was uh, Leicester versus Crystal Palace, which ended goalless. This one and saw another uh, goalkeeper getting the star man, which is Guaita. Um, yeah, he got the 13 points for this one with the clean sheet, and obviously clean sheets all around. But um, yeah, quite a quite a boring game this one to be fair but um, I actually put down that I, th- I thought um, Harvey Barnes looked quite good in this one but um, who scored didn't feel the same way and they only gave him a 6.1 rating but he's someone I would keep an eye on um, he started most of the games and I did think he looked quite dangerous um, someone who's picked a bit more frequently is James Madison um, and he was a uh, banter king at the weekend everyone sort of knew he was going to be on uh, one booking away from being suspended and he managed to go the whole game without getting a book in. And then the last uh, bit of action from that game was him diving to try and get a penalty, uh, which saw him get yellow, the yellow card. And now he's going to miss the next game in this one. And just to round it off, if you did have him on Dream Team, he finished with a 6.9 rating as well. So uh, that that last yellow card might have been what tipped him tipped him back away from getting the uh, three points too. So quite frustrating for anyone that has uh, James Madison in their side. Um Someone else I just put down a note for now is um, you've got Castane. Um, so he got he got eight points in this one and a seven point one rating. He's looking really dangerous and he's playing really quite high up um, as like an attacking fullback slash wingback. But um, I just noted he's he is two point four million, so I think that is quite steep considering how bad um, Leicester have been so far. But they've got two clean sheets out of three now, and his ratings have been seven six point nine and seven point one. So, um, yeah, who scored a kind of liking what he's doing? So if you are kind of looking for someone maybe outside of the European teams, but um, with fairly good fixtures, Leicester, Leicester aren't too bad and he seems to be scoring quite well for them. So that's someone to keep an eye on as well. Uh, one last thing I noticed was um, that Dakar obviously started again ahead of Vardy. Um, but yeah, either way, it's not it's not working out for the strikers there at Leicester at the moment. But yeah, that's that's all for Leicester. Um, I haven't really taken down many notes to be honest from Crystal Palace. Um, quiet one for Zaha, and obviously Guaita got the uh, star man. I did think Eze looked really dangerous, but he's not someone I'd really consider putting in my team. 
So yeah, that was it for the uh, Leicester Palace game. I'm going to try and speed through these ones a bit and then obviously get onto the uh, the teams that have got uh, more ownership in them. So then we were on to um, Fulham versus Bournemouth, which ended 2-2. Um, I know quite a few people had Mitrovic, but um, they might have already taken him out because he was injured for a little while. But uh, he got back on the score sheet. And I put down, actually, he's now on 60 points um, and he's averaging 6.7 points per game, which is uh, pretty incredible. It, it has him up there for points per game. That has him up there um, second behind Haaland. So it's pretty impressive, really, the games that he has been involved in. Um, he is really hitting those numbers. This one was a penalty. Um, and then you had Pereira, who got the assist in this game. Um on the Bournemouth side of things as well, you had um, Billin, he got an assist. He actually got star man as well in this game, so 10 points in total. And now actually he's the sixth highest um, point scoring midfielder. And that's broken down into three star man awards, uh, three goals and one assist so far. So again, we said, we said I think it's in either the last pod or the one before. We did say he is performing quite well, but um, yeah, whether or not you want to put a Bournemouth player in your team... Yeah, I personally wouldn't do it, but he is he is right up there in the points. Um, and then, yeah, you got Solanke with a goal in this one too. And other than that, you had a, you had a few seven ratings in the defence. But I, again, I, I can't imagine many people are going to have um, either Bournemouth defenders or Fulham defenders this way around. So I think really Mitrovic is probably the most owned here. Um, oh, I, I didn't put down, sorry, as well. Solanke, um, he got 10 points in total. That was a goal and an assist. So yeah, 10 points and a 7.6 rating for him. Then we had Wolves at home to Nottingham Forest and Wolves seem to be looking to turn things around now. Um, now they've sacked their manager. Um, and Ruben Neves got the star man in this one, so 13 points. He got a goal from the penalty spot. Um, who's uh, Saar, um, he actually saved the penalty in this one um, and he got a 7.6 rating, 11 points, which Neves only got 7.7 .7 rating. So Saar was unlucky not to get the uh, the clean sheet in this one and we would have had another keeper on a on a star man award. But one thing I did put down for, um, for Saar in goal, he's now the third highest keeper um, and he's scoring higher than all of the European keepers apart from Edison so far. So um, yeah, he was, I think he was slightly more expensive at the beginning of Dream Team um, than some of the other non-European uh, keepers. But yeah, he's, he's seeming to justify why he was a little bit more expensive than those other guys. Um, the only other person who, who I've taken down of, of note, and it's uh, a bit in jest really, but you had um, you had uh, uh, Adama Traore. Um, he got a seven rating in this one and three points. He used to be a... Um, a seven-rating machine on uh, who scored, and he's starting to start in the team quite quite regularly now. Um, so we might see him popping up with three points here and there, but yeah, he's uh, he's not really going to get any other attacking returns because his shooting's awful, and even his crossing. He had one good season where he's kind of putting them in for Jimenez, but Wolves just have no one finishing at the moment. So he might chip in with his uh, because of his dribbles, but other than that, most of his crosses are just being put out for throw-ins. So. You might see a few free points here and there, but I still wouldn't put him in. Right, then on to our first uh, our first game that included a Champions League side, which was Spurs. And Harry Kane got the star man in this one. No surprise. He put away a pen again in this one um, after missing uh, in the week before. But um, Son, Son only got a 6.9 rating in this one, so you'd be disappointed if you'd brought him in. Um, and then... 
I've put down here that Doherty started this game and he looked quite good to be honest. Um, he's very attacking and he got he got a rating in this game. But one thing I would um, he, sorry he got the he got the rating and the uh, clean sheet points. But one thing I did put down was was that um, Jed Spencer's come back in now. Uh, well, not back in. He just never has really had a chance under Conte. But now he's been thrown in the mix as well. You've kind of got quite a lot of options now in the wing back areas. Um, I know a lot of people had Sessegnon and I've got him in a few of my teams. But now you've kind of got uh, Spence, Sessegnon, Doherty, Perisic and Emerson Royale. So it's going to be quite tough to decide who's going to get those starting um, starting lineup places. So it's, there's a lot of rotation there and it was quite, you were kind of getting away with having Sessegnon because he was coming on as a sub and he was always going to be the first sub if he didn't play. But now Spence is in the mix as well. I think it's making it um, a lot less attractive to have one of those uh, wing backs from Spurs. Um, on to uh, Hoiberg, who I tipped or mentioned last um, in the last pod as well. And he's got on score sheet again with another goal. Um, I was having a look and this is his, um, I think this is his best return now. Or he's on track for his best return. Uh, I think at Southampton I saw he either got, it was either four goals and three assists or, or the other way around. But um, yeah, he's already equaled that now so far. So yeah, he's he's still looking like quite a good um, quite a good option for maybe a set and forget in that midfield because he just plays every game and obviously because of the goal he's got a seven rating again in this one so I don't know how long it will last but so far what we are 10, 11 games in and he's uh, he's producing the points so far. Um, a couple things to note as well we've got Richarlison went off with a calf injury. Um, and we've already had Kulisevsky go out injured as well. So I'm kind of not sure what Spurs will do going forward. Um, they, they went to a 5-3-2 with obviously Son and Kane up front and they brought Basuma in the middle with uh, Benton Kerr and Hoiberg. So I think they'll probably um, stick to that maybe. Um, the only other option, they've got Brian, uh, Brian Gill I saw come back in um, a, a few games ago, but I don't think he's even on Dream Team yet as an option anyway. Um, and then I guess you've got Lucas Moura, um, who could also play that position. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see him go to a 5-3-2. They've got a couple tricky games coming up. So, yeah, I think it might be that more defensive 5-3-2 with Kane and Son up front. So it might work out a bit better for Son owners, where he only got 6.9 in this one. Hopefully you can get a few more attacking returns if you brought him in. Then it was on to the uh, Sunday, the Sunday fixtures, and we had um, Villa at home to Chelsea in this one. That was a two-nil win to Chelsea, and we've got it again. We've got another goalkeeper, a star man. Um, that was Kepper again, and he's doing really well at the moment. Um, his his uh, price has gone up now to two point nine. I have him as so his price is creeping up nearer towards three. But um, he's looking really good value for money at the moment. And that was his fourth clean sheet in a row. And we were doubting at first with Chelsea. Obviously, um, they struggled to keep any clean sheets for quite a while. And there was a few of us bringing in like Cucurella and a few other options. But now they are keeping those clean sheets. And four in a row, they're looking like really good options to have in your defence. And Kepper is very cheap to get in there. So he got the 13 points in this one. Um, yeah, just as well. He... He got he had done a really good triple save, um, and also there was a, a point blank header as well from uh, from Bailey uh, that he managed to get a hand on as well to keep out. So yeah, that was a good game in all in all for the uh, the Chelsea defenders. But one thing I would say, um, although they got the fourth clean sheet in a row, 
by no means did they look solid to be fair at the back like they um they had to change things up at, i think it was at half time they made a lot of changes because aston villa were getting a lot a lot of chances and obviously that's why keba had so many saves and done so well in this game um so yeah one thing to not don't know how long how long it'll last but after four clean sheets it still is looking quite good um onto that sort of half time changes i had cucurella in quite a few of my teams and he went off after 45 minutes and i think they had a bit of a change of shape so yeah, hopefully he's just rested for the um the next fixture. We've got sort of two Premier League games in a short period of time, so maybe it could have been rested for that. But it looked more like a change of shape. Um, we had him and Chilwell starting the game with uh, Cucurella at left centre back and Chilwell at left wing back. So it's good to see those two starting because we wasn't sure whether they'd be fighting for the same space or whether they could both get a chance. So yeah, it could be an option. Um, then I put a note down for Sterling as well. So he hit the bar and I think he's been quite quite under, uh, underwhelming though, all in all. Um, he played off the right on this game. Um, I know it's not an orthodox wing-back role, but yeah, he was like a, a winger and they didn't have any sort of recognised sort of right wing-back. So it kind of was him, but he hit the bar, but he wasn't that dangerous. I think in terms of ratings, he got 6.7. And I just put down now that he's um, he's only had one goal and one assist um, since Potter come in, um, and two two ratings as well. So it's not really what you'd expect for someone um, of his sort of price point. And he's got quite a good record scoring goals, but they're just not really happening for him at the minute. So yeah, I'd expect better from Sterling. Um, but then on to Mason Mount, who was actually actually brilliant this game. Um, yeah, he got he got two goals in this one. Um, one from a really bad Mings mistake, and Mings has just been awful this season. I know he used to get a lot of stick before, but yeah, what was he like six foot six or something? And he was just terrible header. Um, and Mount just slipped in and just finished it off. And then the the second goal as well was a quite a long range free kick for Mount, and he was on that. And yeah, it didn't even quite put it right in the top corner or anything but he caught um Emmy Martinez out massively for that one so yeah two goals in this game and yeah in his last four games now um Mount's got four assists and two goals 33 points in total so he really is on form at the minute um a little bit disappointing he got a yellow card but yeah it's not when you're scoring two goals it's, and you've got him in your team it's not not that much of a big deal but yeah other than that that was pretty much it from Chelsea um as I said, like the the defense wasn't that solid. So, in terms of defenders, even though they got the clean sheet, only Kepa got a um, we got a star man and an eight point seven. But none of the other defenders did get a rating in this one. You had Azpilicueta on six point six, um, Thiago Silva, who they love, he got six point five, and Chilwell, Kudabali both got booked and both got six point six and six point two. So pretty low scores all around. Chalobah was the nearest with six point nine, but yeah, hopefully. They could be a bit more solid and and get some more points going forward. But yeah, that Chelsea. I'll move on to it in a bit. But that Chelsea uh, Chelsea train team I've got going is uh, climbing the ranks quite quickly for me. So that's a good one. Then on to the Leeds Arsenal game, which was quite an eventful game to be honest. Um, and a game where Leeds were really impressive, to be fair. I thought they were by far the better team. And I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, I'll throw my hands up and say Arsenal were pretty terrible to be honest it started quite well um and Saka was the goal scorer at 35 minutes um so he got 7.6 rating and the goal 
and Erdegaard got the assist for that one. Um, Saka's up to five goals and five assists now in total. Um, so quite good for him. But Leeds were just all over us, to be honest. Um, their press was, uh, yeah, just stopping any sort of possession or playing out that we were doing. And it was pretty one-sided, in, in my opinion. Um, and I did think we got lucky. Um, so you had a few different things happen that were quite controversial in this game. So you had the uh, Saliba... Um, he gave away a penalty for a handball, which was quite a blatant one as well. So, yeah, he gave away a penalty there, which I think it was Bamford stepped up and missed that one. Um, he seemed desperate to score. Um, and, yeah, he seems like one of these players that just needs so many chances to put one away. It was quite a frustrating game for him. And he finished on a 5.3 and a minus three. Um, I don't think anyone would be bringing him in yet. Um but yeah, that was, wasn't even the first sort of penalty scenario. So you had that first one that Bamford missed when Saliba gave away the handball. And then you had um, Gabriel, who actually, Gabriel went on to get star man, but it was in jeopardy for a little while, right at the end. Um, so I think it was, he was kind of shielding the ball off and then Bamford just ran into the back of him and knocked him over. But Gabriel did have a, he did have a naughty lash out and, he was lucky, didn't really quite connect on Bamford, but Bamford made the complete most of it, went down um, very dramatically. And the uh, the Lino flagged it. Um, the ref gave him a red card, Gabriel, um, but luckily VAR, well, and red card and a penalty as well for it. So we were kind of thinking that had blown the, uh, blown the game for Arsenal, but actually VAR took a look at it and gave it the other way in the end. So... Gabriel ended up getting the star man award that he almost lost um, for getting a red card. So, yeah, if you've got him in your team, you'd have been quite relieved right at the end. Um, and I know quite a lot of people have got the Arsenal blocks. So all in all for Arsenal, it wasn't too bad. You had the yellow card for Gabriel, which the red card actually got overturned to be a yellow in the end, um, which was kind of strange, really, if it, if it had been overturned. Um, and then Saliba, he got the yellow for the handball as well but Ramsdale had a really good game I think he was actually going to get star man um, at one point when Gabriel got sent off but um, yeah he made quite a few saves in this one but all in all I think to be fair Leeds could be feeling quite hard done by in this game um, all else I put down really was um, I was mentioning Tommy Asu as a good option after that um, Liverpool game and although Arteta come out and said that it was only tactical and it was uh, putting a right footer at left back to counter Salah, um, he obviously was just saying that to make Tierney feel better, in my opinion, because uh, he started at left back again this game. He got a seven rating and eight points. But um, there's quite, again, Arsenal keeps subbing off there. Uh, I think Ben White came off and then Tommy Asu moved to right back in the end. Tierney come on. So you kind of can't get it wrong with the Arsenal defenders at the moment. A lot of rotation and a lot of substitutions in that back line. So you seem to be getting clean sheets all around. And um, Arsenal playing PSV as well midweek. And I think this is a game they're really going to want to win. So I expect they're going to go quite full strength for this game again. Um, other than that, though, the only other note I've put down now. So that was a clean sheet for Arsenal. And that, that brings them to six clean sheets out of 13. So not a bad showing from Arsenal, to be honest. Um, looking much more solid at the back. Um, so there's quite a good few options there. And they've got fairly good fixtures going forward. So there's no reason why you wouldn't target Arsenal defenders again. 
Then on to the uh, Man United versus Newcastle game, um, which was nil-nil again, but actually quite an eventful nil-nil if there's such a thing. Um, so Trippier got the star man for this one. And now that's, um, so we got the 13 points, but I've actually put down, that's eight, um, seven ratings out of 11 now so far. So majority of the time he's getting those seven ratings sort of week in, week out. So he's a really good option from outside the European teams, but he's right up there. Um, and I've put him down, actually. So out of all the defenders, Trippier is actually the third highest um, defender at the moment. Um, Fabian Scher at his eighth, so he's in the top 10. And he actually got low from Man United in this game as well. So he's, he's up in 10th for best defenders. So he had... Quite a lot of the best defenders, well, in dream team terms, on uh, on show in this game. And they've done quite well again. So these are all who scored favourites. So Delo, um, he got a 7.3 rating and 8 points. Um, and then Cher got a uh, 7.3 and Trippio got 7.4. So these these are all f sort of three defenders that who scored are definitely favouring. Um, and I put down for Delo, he's had um, out of 13 games now, that's uh, 7 seven ratings that he's had so that's quite good proof that whatever he's doing who scored are liking it so he he's still quite a good option for those those points from um defense but yeah onto the sort of drama from this game so you had quite a few penalty shouts um i honestly i thought all three of them should have been penalties in my opinion um obviously var and and such felt differently but i thought that um the wilson one should have been a penalty um where he was fouled by varan um, I thought Ronaldo should have had a penalty when he, he went to take a shot and sort of Longstaff caught him and it completely messed up Ronaldo's shot without getting the ball or anything like that. Um, I'd have, if I was the referee, I'd have given that one as well. Um, and even the Jaden Sancho one, I, I thought that was a pen as well. So, yeah, it's quite a controversial game, to be honest. Um, quite a few talking points afterwards. And then also... Um, you've probably seen the video going around, and if you haven't, I'd search uh, search Twitter or the highlights for it. But um, yeah, Nick Nick Pope had a had a um, free kick sort of out of the box. But it actually, was taken by one of the well, it wasn't officially taken, but one of the Newcastle players passed the free kick back to Pope, and Pope sort of stood on it for a little while, looking like he was going to take the free kick. Um, but Ronaldo just come out of nowhere, pinched the ball off of Pope and, and put it in. Um, he ended up getting a yellow card for doing it. But have a look at yourself and, I don't know, put in the comments what you what you think. But personally, I, I think that should have counted as a goal, to be honest. I think the ball was in play, but the referee's back was turned um, when the ball was passed to Pope. So, yeah, Ronaldo ended up getting a yellow card for it. But, yeah, might have been a bit of gamesmanship, but I quite like that sort of winning mentality from Ronaldo. And I think he was unlucky in this game not to get anything. Um, other than that, though, a couple um, a couple sort of seven ratings going around. You had Bruno got another seven rating, but again, he's just not... That's the best you can hope for, really, for Man United players at the minute. All you seem to be getting is the odd seven rating. They've not really got any clear goal scorers at the minute or anyone that's chipping in with regular assists. Anthony had a poor game as well. So other than Delo, um, I personally wouldn't I wouldn't tip any of these Man United players at the minute. Um, potentially Anthony, I thought, was a good option. But again, I'm, I'm hearing he's frustrating quite a lot of people at the moment. So yeah, none of those for me. 
And if anyone did take a uh, a punt on Almiron, it was a quiet game for him. He he didn't manage to get a goal in this one. Um, yeah, really from from Newcastle, it's it's just looking like Trippier is the best option. Or you might get away with having one of the other defenders like Fabian Share or Nick Pope maybe in goal. But yeah, other than that, I'd I'd steer clear. <coughs> Second from last game then, so we had um, Southampton at home to West Ham, um, and this was quite a good, quite a good game actually. I thought personally, um, looking back at the the highlights on this one, you had some a crazy amount of shots from West Ham, and I've, I've put down here that um, well, Paqueta um, he he took eight shots in this game, and Skamaka took seven, and uh, yes. It looked like, honestly, that Skamaka, every time he got the ball, no matter where he was, the first thing he was looking to do was shoot. And he'd done it quite a few times in the first half. Um, so I think that's quite a good thing to to see if you've got him in your in your dream team. You want you want someone that's going to just look to hit the target on all opportunities. That's what Kane does really well, I think. Um, rather than, I know Gabriel Jesus has been brilliant for Arsenal, but he does a lot of um, build-up play and interlinking. And he's... <laughs> Typical Arsenal, they they build up to these sort of things, but yeah, with with like Kane or Skamaka in this instance, it's just pick up the ball and look to shoot straight away. So I thought that was quite promising. He didn't get any points in this game, but going forward, I think it's obviously been something that um, Moyes has maybe spoken about because I think they I think I heard they had something like twenty five shots. It didn't translate for anything in the end for Skamaka, but um, Paqueta on the other hand, um, he got the three points for a good rating. He got seven point one, and he come close. He hit the post from a Skamaka cross actually. Um, but I've got him in a couple of my teams, and he seems like he's um, bedding in quite nicely. Um, and then Declan Rice, he was the guy that got star man. He, I think it was his first goal of the season. Um, quite a good strike from outside the box. Um, 8.1 rating in the end. And it was a Ben Rama assist from this one. So you'd be happy if you had him because he, he scored from a free kick in midweek as well. So yeah, not too bad from West Ham in the end. 1-1. So it was quite unlucky actually. Um, I don't know if you saw the highlights, but um, the Southampton goal was quite controversial as well because I think Bowen was about to tackle the guy that, ended up scoring and the referee got in his way and blocked him off. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of arguing about that one and oh, I don't know where it stands in terms of rules, but it didn't look like it should have counted in my eyes. But there we go, 1-1 one, one in the end. Um, the only other note I've taken in this game was um, Emerson. I know a few people have got Emerson Palmieri in their team. Um, he got a start finally. Um, a lot of people were complaining that he hadn't started in the Premier League. He did get a start, but he ended up coming off in the 59th minute and obviously didn't get any points in this one so a bit disappointing um especially in i know it's a dream team podcast but especially in fpl the 50 59th minutes uh bit of a mickey take in that one but yeah nothing for emerson in this game but good to see him start a game so in the grand finale on uh sunday this was liverpool at home to man city and we, it's amazing how liverpool have turned things around to be honest because this was a game that we were looking like they could have got punished quite heavily by city in the end but in the end, they've managed to keep a clean sheet against City, which clean sheets haven't been that easy to get for Liverpool so far this season. So quite surprising that they managed to keep one against um, Man City, especially when you saw the lineups as well. You had um, James Milner starting at right back and you had Gomez at centre back as well, who had a blinding game. So it took us all by surprise, to be honest. I think I was even um, bantering on Twitter saying that Milner would have got torn apart at right back, but 
proved wrong. They uh, they're really good. And Allison again, so another another star man for the goalkeeper. He he managed to get an assist. He's got to be one of the uh, keepers with the most attacking returns in uh, Dream Team. Surely he's uh, so he got an assist. Just a, a big kick out straight to Salah. Um, so he got a 15 pointer in this game, 8.8 rating, and Salah as well. Um, what a turn! Uh, so it was a, a direct um, kick out of the hand straight to Salah, who only was just left one on one with Cancelo and absolutely turned him. So he got a goal in this one, um, and he was unlucky not to get a, another goal. Um, he had a one on one that he sort of just missed with Edison. I know quite a lot of people though with this. Well, a bit disappointed with the ratings on who scored again for this game. So Salah, I thought, was really good in this game. But he ended up getting a 6.7 rating and only five points for the goal. So that was quite disappointing um, in all in all. But yeah, he's definitely back in the goals now. After that hat-trick against Rangers, I was kind of saying he has to do it. He has to do it against uh, Man City or a few Premier League teams before I start to consider bringing him back in. But... Yeah, I'm starting to regret it now taking him out. I took him out for Cancelo last week, which worked out last week. But yeah, now I'm starting to worry about this one, especially as uh, City don't have a midweek game this week. Yes, starting to feel the disappointment. Um, and then you had Trent Alexander-Arnold. So he'd come on and got the clean sheet points and he's back fit and was on the bench. Um, so yeah, it's quite quite good. I was expecting Trent to be out for quite a while. I don't know if I'm ready to bring any... I still don't know whether I'm ready to bring any Liverpool defenders back in my team yet. I'm still not certain they can be trusted, but they've got Trent back and they've got Robertson back now. So they've got both their um, attacking fullbacks back in. The only thing they've got is Gomez at centre-back, which I'm still not convinced, but he had a great game um, keeping Haaland out. And then onto Haaland, really, I did think he was unlucky. He had quite a few chances, but it does seem quite strange seeing... Um, Man City relying on sort of putting crosses into a big man um, to try and get some headers. And they were his best chances, I think. He had a couple headers. Um, and then there was the, the controversy on this one was um, a disallowed goal for Foden, which I was kind of gutted when it went in at first. I know quite a few people in my mini leagues have got Foden. And yeah, I was kind of gutted when that went in, but that got overturned by VAR. And personally, I think it was a bit soft. Um, I think Haaland made a foul on Fabinho. Um, which then went on. Actually, it went it went on a bit a bit longer than that, and I don't know whether it would have been given as well. But Haaland sort of kicked the ball out of Allison's hands a little bit as well, uh, which led to then Foden scoring the goal. But it was it was uh, ruled out because of the initial foul that Haaland did on Fabinho. Um, whether or not the the kick out of the hands would have been disallowed as well, I'm not quite sure. But yeah, Foden's goal was disallowed, so that worked out okay for my uh, my teams anyway. But a lot of Foden owners will be disappointed with that one. Uh, Foden got a 7 rating. Also, Rodri and Gundogan. Um, nothing from the defenders. Um, and I think, I was looking at the team, and personally, um, I think Pep sort of outdone himself with this one. He's known as a bit of an overthinker. Um, but when I saw the lineup, I was quite I was quite surprised, really. It looked like um, they only sort of played um, Haaland, and Foden was the only sort of conventional winger. Um, and I think whichever um, outlet I looked on, I think it was like who scored had De Bruyne as like the right winger. But they were just sort of playing all of their sort of central midfield players. And it was Cancelo that was playing really high on that right hand side. But I just thought that this game was like crying out for like a, either a Mares on the other side or uh, even Bernardo potentially as being another winger. Because 
Liverpool have looked quite dodgy at the fullback areas in the end, but yeah, they just they just weren't really doing it. And um, they had it was like a back three with a Kanji, um, Diaz, and Ake in the end, and it was just playing into Liverpool's hands. Liverpool kept catching them on the break, and although City had quite a lot of possession, I still think Liverpool looked like the better team all in all. Um, yeah, and from the Liverpool team, um, in terms of ratings, you got Jota that had a seven and Thiago that had a 7.2, Gomez on a 7.1, and Virgil on a 7.1. Other than that, not many big scorers. Um, Darwin came on but wasn't great, and Firmino wasn't great in this one. And half yearly, I thought, actually looked quite good, but he didn't get any rating for this game either. But yeah, surprising result, and now it's um, it's left us all with a bit of, bit of thinking to do whether or not we bring in either the Liverpool defenders or Salah again up front. I think Jota went off injured. Um, so it's looking the, the options up front with Diaz out and Jota potentially out. The options have been slimmed down quite a lot for getting the Liverpool attackers in as well. So this could be either a Darwin, Salah or Firmino could be now. Like I know Salah was already now, but there's not much thinking to do about getting the other options in. So yeah, with Liverpool potentially back... Um, yeah, let us know in the comments if you think uh, you'll be bringing any sort of Liverpool defenders back in or or Salah if you took him out already. That's that's something I'm trying to think about. It's horrible to bring someone back in so soon after you've taken them out, but you've also got to accept if you got it wrong. So yeah, let's uh, let's start moving on to my team then. We'll do some team updates next. So all in all for me, um, this is my top team again, still up there as my best team and it has been for a while, but... Still not doing too well. Um, so 41 points this game week. And overall, I was really surprisingly let down by my City players. But we'll go from uh, the keeper all the way through to the strikers. So I had Hugo Lloris in goal. And he got us to five points. Um, clean sheet against Everton. He's got Man United in the next game. So I think that's going to be a tough one. But I do think Conte is... He's good, good enough defensively to sort um, Spurs out for that game. And Man United haven't looked great up front. So I wouldn't be surprised if that one is a bit of a stalemate. So we'll wait and see. Tough game on paper. But yeah, as an, even though I'm an Arsenal fan, I kind of do believe that uh, Conte can can do quite well with his Spurs team. Um, and then I had Cucurella, who got the clean sheet points. So five points from him. So I can't complain about that, but it was a bit disappointing that he went off after 45 minutes. But all I can think is that at least he's going to start this next Brentford game. So hopefully we can get two clean sheets for Cucurella. Um, Saliba, um, he would have got five points, but he ended up with four just because he got the yellow card and give away the pen. So no rating for him, but he got the clean sheet. One thing that was a bit concerning, I think he's now joined, uh, Saliba's now joined the um, players that have got four yellow cards. So He's walking a bit of a tightrope, but this next game is going to be PSV at home for them. So it's going to be tough to trying to decide what this PSV team is going to be. Saliba got his first um, Europa League game for Arsenal in the last one. I don't know whether or not they'll just go full strength, to be honest, in this one, or whether they'll bring Holden in and it'll be a, a toss up, really, whether it's uh, Saliba or Gabriel that join him. But yeah, after, after uh, Gabriel's liability it was a really good defensive performance from Gabriel but that little kick out at the end I don't know whether that's uh, going to upset Arteta or not so we'll see um, I've got Sergio Gomez who didn't play this game which is a bit annoying because he's out of the uh, he missed the, the Champions League game or got sent off in the Champions League game but yeah it's quite clear that Pep 
didn't want to throw him in against Liverpool. So nothing from him. Cancelo, a rare nothing from him again against Liverpool. And no points for De Bruyne as well. So, yeah, quite bad so far from the City guys. And no game in midweek either. So that's disappointing. Um, then you had Saka, who got a goal um, and the rating in, in the Leeds game. So pleased with that. I, I bought him in the last game for Gundogan uh, just before the, the price changes. So I was quite pleased to get a goal from Saka in his first game for us. Um, Mbuemo got a three-pointer, which was still okay, really, for, for his sort of price. But I was gutted. He had the goal disallowed week before and he hit the hit the post in the last game so that was disappointing he's got to get a goal soon um and Paqueta hit the post as well but three points again for him so it's not not terrible um from those two because they're, they're quite cheap um then on to the strikers we had Harry Kane who got 13 points and no surprise another penalty um seems to seems to enjoy putting those away but yeah, that's what makes him such a good option to have up front. Um, and then Haaland, and no points from him, so disappointing all in all. Um, that takes, that's 610 points um, in total now, 41 for the game week. And I think that's a slight increase for, uh, up to 34k for me, which this is my best team as well. So it's been a really slow start so far. Um, not looking good at the moment. I, I was keeping quite positive, but now I'm getting a little bit concerned because... Every I keep making a few gains and then slipping back down. I need to string um, together a few a few weeks of gains to really start pushing into those. Uh, at least the small sort of the, around the sort of ten k mark would would be an improvement. Um, and then yeah, hopefully getting under ten k to be honest. But yeah, we'll keep going. Um, you know, I've been really let down by the city assets, which is not going to happen that regularly. Um, but now they're going to all blank in the next game as well in midweek. So all in all, I think this is going to be a pretty painful week in terms of rank. But yeah, not too great, but we won't panic yet. And then we'll move on then to my Chelsea block team, which uh, still is, is, is my second highest team now. So obviously that, that last team's 34k overall. Um, this one now it's uh, it's still below that last team, but this started out as one of my lower teams, and I think it was a week or two weeks ago I started moving towards a Chelsea block on this one, um, and now it's yeah it's doing quite well for me anyway. Um, Five hundred ninety-seven points in total, so not broke the six hundred yet, but this one got forty-four points in total. Kepa, uh, Silva, Chalabar, Cucurella, and Azpilicueta. So all those guys got the five points for the clean sheet and Kepa got the uh, the star man in that one as well. So that looked quite good. And then I had Mbuemo and Paqueta again, three points each. De Bruyne on a naught, Haaland on a naught. I had Salah who got the five points, which was unlucky not really to be an eight, to be honest. Um, and then Darwin Nunes I've got in that team. But uh, I don't know how I feel about Nunes at the minute. He, he didn't start the uh, the Man City game. It, it doesn't half fluff a lot of chances. So, yeah, I'm not not sure if I'll be sticking with him. Um, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on his performances so far. But, he, yeah, he definitely he's looking a bit like a uh, wish.com Haaland at the minute for me. But, yeah, we'll stick with him. I think he still will get the chances with, uh, with Liverpool. But, yeah, it's been a slow start in general. 
Right, and I'm going to leave it there for that episode. Um, slightly shorter one than we used to, but um, in the next video, um, I'll be doing that. That'll probably be out um, towards the end of the week once we've had the second round of Premier League fixtures and Arsenal playing their Europa League um, match. Once we've had those two out of the way, I'll go over the points scored in those games. And then I'm going to just do a little preview of game week 11, um, go over my teams again and then just let you know what some of my um, transfer plans might be for game week 11 with with what very few transfers I have left. But um, yeah, I hope you all had a good game week so far um, and best of luck with the rest of game week 10. See you on the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.